Happy fall. Happy autumn. Happy autumn. We deserve to use the word autumn. We're grown. We're grown? Yeah. Do grown people say autumn and young people say fall? Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe just the bougie say autumn. I don't know. When I was sending out some emails for work, I said happy fall. You work in an old folks home. You have to use the word autumn. Oh yeah, happy fall. Hmm. Yikes. Well, speaking of which... Speaking (laughs) of which... I'm Skylar. I'm Sammy. Welcome to today's podcast. It's autumn. Spooky time. Spooky, spooky. Hocus Pocus 2 is out. Which I'm I saw. Sure. Oh, okay. I did not yet because I was like kind of waiting for feedback. General I consensus. Saw it. I've saw had it. very mixed reviews. I saw it last night. Okay. Here's my opinion. Oh, yeah. Please tell us. So I am not like, uh, not that I didn't like the first one, but it's You not... better choose your words very yes. wisely, Skyler. Like, like, love Hocus Pocus, the original there you movie. Go. But I haven't seen it a dozen times. Uh, you know, I don't watch it every year, so uh, I don't I don't have, like... My heart is breaking. <laughs> like, I've probably seen it, like, six times, you know, on That's TV and it? stuff. So, I don't have the same emotional attachment, mm. maybe, that other people have. So, when I watched the second one, uh-huh. not being super familiar with the first one, I really appreciated the second one for what it was. If you had never seen the first one, you would definitely... It was a good movie. You would definitely okay. like it. But if you're doing a raw comparison between the first one and the second one, the second one, it kind of loses some of the camp. Okay. And it kind of loses like some of the things, but it brings in new elements for a new audience that's younger. I mean, that was the whole goal. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's not... I don't think it's made for the original audience. I think the original audience can enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I do think that it's reaching... I think it was made for the original audience. I think it was also trying to appeal to the newer audience, but I yeah. do think it was made for the older audience. The older audience to watch with their children now. Right. Is, is my because understanding. Because they had... Um, the three sisters be up like the the real actresses like mm-hmm. Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. They had them be a part of writing the script and the and the show to make sure that it was staying true to the iconicness of the original. Mm-hmm. So I do think that they did want to appeal to the original audience. I think some parts of it were a little too Kitchy, not, not, like not a too, too much. Um, like woke girl. Kind of. Yeah. Like, we're strong, young, teen girl feminists. Okay. And stuff, which I appreciated. Mm. But also, there comes a point where it's like, oh my god. Like, this is... Mm -hmm. This is supposed to be... Not supposed to be, but I thought this was going to be camp. Yeah. You know, I didn't know I was getting, like, a lesson in woke culture. Yeah. (laughs) So, like... I don't know. Some things that I can do without... What is she upset about? I don't know, but all her hair is on her neck. So there's one of two things happening right now. A ghost or an animal nearby. Mm-hmm. A skunk has gone off or we are being attacked by a demon. <laughs> I'm say that. praying for the latter. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, I recommend it. I personally think that you would like it. Yeah. I had a few moments where I laughed out loud. I enjoyed yeah. it. So Good. I mean, I'm going to watch it either way. I just was like, should I... Should I... Oh, definitely don't let anyone else influence your opinion. Go ahead and watch it. I mean, I'm a Gemini. I'm going to do that anyways. But... Oh, yeah. I totally forgot that about you. Yeah. I have to see things first before I hear what other people say. Otherwise, yeah. I won't know what my opinion is. So. I mean, I'm going to have my opinion either way. But I do think I'll go into it thinking differently for sure. So, anyways. wonder what everyone else's feedback is. Because I'm sure a majority of our audience oh. has seen it or will see it. And, yeah. I'm sure there will be a handful of people that really liked it. But I can just sense, based on what I saw... That there's going to be some critical yeah. analysis of it. Hocus Pocus to me isn't even just one of those seasonal like TV or like seasonal movies. It is like one of my top favorite movies of all time. Like it's mm. one that of good. those to me. Yeah. Like I get the appeal of Mean Girls, but like I would choose Hocus Pocus. I would choose Mean Girls over I Hocus know you Pocus. Would. But yeah. that's we have different sides. And I love I love Mean Girls, <laughs> but there's like. Some of these, like, iconic movies, I still love, and I think that they're, like, the top, but, and I, they're, they're iconic for a reason, but, like, for me, Hocus Pocus still <laughs> takes the cake, you know? Yeah, like, I would be sad if I had to choose Mean Girls forever if it was Halloween and I had to watch Mean Girls, but also Mean Girls has an iconic Halloween sequence. I don't know, I would sequence. say the Carrie thing is definitely <laughs> a part of October 3rd. Today's October 3rd. It is October 3rd. 
Do you know, today he asked me what day it is. It's October 3rd. Do you know what day it is? It's October 3rd. <laughs> and on November 8th, I believe, Lindsay Lohan is releasing her um, direct Netflix movie. I am so excited I'm for so that. I'm so excited. Do you know that that's the last eclipse of the year? Shut up. No. No, it's not. Yeah. She, Lindsay knew that. She, if she didn't, she is compelled by the universal She's forces. She's compelled by the universal forces. Yeah. I'm very excited to see that. Mm, I'm like, gonna watch it. We should. We should, should watch we it. We have like a night, like a movie like a night, movie where, night we party movie. where we watch that movie. Like, and make I a whole thing out of it. Love Christmas movies like that. Like cocktails. Oh yes, Christmas themed cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as we've talked about this before, but yeah. I love Haley Duff Christmas movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, oh yeah. We'll cue those up. For I after. think for sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's make like my hunk and handcuffs, you know, all sorts of stuff like ah! that. Okay, I'm actually really down for that. But it's before Thanksgiving, so we can't, like, actually go all out Christmas. We're just going to have, like, a one night, like, get us ready for Christmas, and then we'll come, kind and of then pull it back, back a little bit Christmas, for a few weeks, December or my 1st. husband will leave me. And then... <laughs> Too much Christmas. And then after Thanksgiving, like, the day after Christmas, or Thanksgiving. You know what's so funny about, like, this, com- would, this conversation we're having right now? Yeah, It every was year. literally summer 14 days ago. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> and the day that bitch died is the day Christmas and how... Uh, well... Halloween and Christmas could simultaneously go on in this house, and I would be perfectly fine with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dog is losing her shit right now. There has to be a skunk. I wonder if, like, Michaela showed up with another dog or something and she can hear it. Do you hear other voices? No, I is don't. Is that just the demons in my head? It's, yeah. Whatever you all brought the here. All the said, all the pictures said, <laughs> running through my head, running through my head. So I thought, actually, Oh, no. I can smell it. It's a skunk. It, we're burning a candle. No, it's I can smell it through. Like, I just got a whiff, and it's, like, pungent. I bet you my whole room is filled with skunk. I can smell it. There's one in and the house, And it's not just sure. my weed box. It's definitely a skunk. Real skunk. Ooh. Oh, okay. I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why not to put the candle out, or it'll ruin this candle for me? Ooh. Oh. Nothing like a... Pumpkin skunk. Like a pumpkin skunk. skunk. That's real fall energy in Michigan. Pancake. Is it fall in Michigan if you don't get a direct squirt of skunk into your face while while a pumpkin candle is burning? Oh my god. I don't even want to say it, but I I think we haven't had one time this year yet that Fubers got skunked. And last year it was I think three times that the house will because one of them Aylin did. So and it was three times in two weeks. That was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. Our house stank. Like, we should have gone to a hotel. We should have gone to a hotel. That was We should have done anything. Anything. <laughs> you know what we did? There was no sleep Nothing. at all that night. Like, if And no, it was so hot. It, I, up so on the not, top not floor o- of that fucking not house, only. the only AC came through Jessica's bedroom, so she's like, Smell anything in here? It's like not that bad. I'm Whereas, like, like her room is pumping the skunk yeah. into our room. <laughs> yeah. It's just cold AC in hers and like hot, humid hot skunk hair. skunk smell that like rose to the top of the house, and we're like, <laughs> yep, it was great. Loved it. So, do you have a tarot deck ready? Yeah, I can get one. Do you want to pick one out for me? Yeah, let me... Um, look, you have options over there behind my Queen of Hearts costume, or you have them on the shelf over there. Um, just if you get those off the shelf, you got to be careful because of that. Oh. Just the sassy burrito. Oh, I love that. Okay, great. That sounds great. That's always a good classic. In very good contrast to. to yours. This card, the backings of these are... Oh yes, everyone. So gorgeous. Sammy got I'm these for me. Vomit from this skunk smell. In here. I need you to it's hold it so... together. We're having a podcast. People pay for this. Okay, okay, okay. This is called the revival art. Oh god, it it's is. So bad. I like so chewing I on it. I'm, I'm chewing I'm, I'm, on I'm... it. It's so bad. I hate animals. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh. <sighs> It's called the Revival Art Tarot, and this one's the second edition, which fixed some of the problems from the first one. I remember reading that when I first got it. Yeah. I had never heard about it, 
and I think it came across like my Pinterest or something, mm -hmm. or I was looking on Etsy and I saw it, or I don't remember what. I know I, I didn't, I know it came from like another country. It's shipped from another country. So Russia, I don't know if I bought I it from somebody selling it or mm -hmm. I don't remember. But I, I know gorgeous. that when I saw it, I was like, I, he has to have this deck. Like, it's definitely like Renaissance, um, like traditional English art. Mm -hmm. It and does have traditional English Renaissance art with like a really heavy influence on like biblical oh, yeah, definitely. pieces, which a lot of like traditional art had anyways, but I feel like this one definitely like leans Some of it's more. a little heavy handed. Yeah. Like the one that I literally has Jesus. Yeah, like nailed to the cross. <laughs> which but I, honestly like it is the the artwork is incredibly beautiful. So Oh yeah, they're all reproductions of actual paintings and in the guidebook it makes sure to list the name of the painting. Mm -hmm. And so a fun part about working with this with this deck is looking up the painting mm. and reading other people's analysis of the paint. I like of the art cool and then transferring that to like what you know about the card and that's just kind of a fun experience but fun it is fun and so you've got the sassy burrito so okay do you I, can you war? sing i i always can you want to can i, I sing can you what sing this for me um <laughs> <laughs> this is the vision i had in my head he just like held on to he was like stroking his little like hoodie strings and he's like can you can, can you, you just sing, sing this little part for me you know uh <laughs> You Why? do it really well. Why? <laughs> Please That's do it. That's so random. Okay, I will, but you gotta tell me why. Because we're doing a bit about greedy. Okay. Greedy! <laughs> you know that I'm greedy for love. <laughs> greedy! I just think you did so well. Thank you. So, <laughs> so the, I found this website called personalityspirituality.net. Mm-hmm. And I found this article called Greed. Mm. And so... This is... Wait, hold on. I already have to interrupt you. Okay. Are you shocked? Yeah. Oh, you are shocked? I'm really not shocked. Oh, okay. I, well, you said yeah. <laughs> so I meant to say no. Yeah, I was like, wait. Um, today, I saw the series and I followed a new artist on TikTok because she was like doing a new series of paintings of the seven deadly sins, starting with number one, and it was greed. And I literally watched her like make this whole painting of this beautiful, like green, like evil looking goddess with like a bunch of skulls. And it was just so cool. And I was just, I've been literally thinking today about the seven deadly sins and greed in particular. So go ahead, very sick, greedy. <laughs> So greed is one of the seven basic character flaws. Yeah. And get this list that this person made of the seven basic character flaws. Impatience, stubbornness, self-destruction, <laughs> self-deprecation, martyrdom, greed, and arrogance. And so he Wait, has... so it's not the seven deadly sins. No, his are a little different. He mm. he has his own little thing. I assume a man wrote this based on the layout. It mm. could have been a woman, but mm. I don't have an... Uh, um, an author's name. I love that sexism for you. So it says, what is greed? <laughs> greed is the tendency to selfish craving, grasping, and hoarding. It is defined as a selfish or excessive desire for more than is needed or deserved, especially of money, wealth, food, or other possessions. Okay. Do you consider yourself greedy? Oh, 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 I liked it. Okay. <laughs> got, you almost got there. Um, it depends on what about. Okay. Are you more likely to be greedy well, with money, wealth, food, or possessions? Are we considering greed and selfishness the same thing? Because I believe... Selfishness and greed are... I think they are um, synonyms, but mm -hmm. I don't believe that they're... I, they mean exactly the same thing. They're like greed fraternal twins? They're fraternal twins. Mm. Greed has that extra element to it mm -hmm. of maliciousness that okay. selfishness doesn't have, in my okay. opinion. I think there might be like one or two very slim things that I could consider myself greedy with, but the rest I would say is more of like a selfishness, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like I'm selfish with my time. Right. I'm selfish with my time. I'm selfish with, um, but do you think there's an aspect of it, anything of it that gets greedy? Right. There has to be. Has to I don't be. know what it is yet. Maybe you can read the article and I can mm -hmm. think about it. It'll come to me, but I'm not going to deny that I don't, portray signs or you know that i don't have 
greed in my bones or I haven't been greedy in the past. I just, nothing comes to mind like immediately. I would say that's more gluttony if we're talking about the sins for me. <laughs> um, but go ahead. Says, greed stems from a basic fear of life. To be exact, greed is driven by a fundamental sense of deprivation, a need for something that is lacking or unavailable. Hmm. So greed is driven by this... Wanting what you can't have? Not just that, but greed, like, where it comes from inside is this place of ultimate lack mm. and, like, deprivation. Okay. So when this feeling of lack is particularly strong, a person can become utterly fixated on seeking what they need, always trying to get hold of the one thing that will finally eliminate the deep-rooted feeling of not having enough. Mm. I feel like I've experienced that kind of. Yes. That feeling of, I just need this one thing. Yeah. And then... Um, I think we all have. We all have. Yeah. So we've all experienced greed. I feel like you, you have to know that feeling to know whether and like not mm -hmm. that i don't know some things are worth it or not i don't know the reason that i was even interested in this in the first place was that i also saw um an art piece i i doubt it was the same person but it was called greed mm. and so i looked up um articles that i could find about it yeah. so i think that's interesting that you also saw an art piece yeah. like about greed mine yeah. was no not that at all uh. so that one thing could be money, power, sex, food, attention, knowledge, just about anything. It could be something concrete or abstract, real or symbolic, but it will be something very specific on which the entire need-greed complex becomes fixated. So once that happens, life becomes a quest to acquire as much of it as possible. And I feel like I have seen this with people before too, where their life kind of becomes a quest to acquire something. Mm -hmm. What? Nothing. I just thought of something so evil and um, very specific. Please tell me. I can't. You don't uh, have to use any names. Is it about me? No, it's not about you. Just me. tell me. <laughs> it's not about you. Um, you don't have to use any sort of uh, identifier. You could just say a person I know. <laughs> a person I know, not me. <laughs> A friend. No, I literally, yeah, I, ooh, this one's, it, it's a bit much for me because I just feel like it's very probable at some point this could get traced back to, I, what, what the I'm hell trying. are you saying Have right you now? You called my facial expression out. I wasn't going to say anything. You? Have you considered just holding it in like a normal person for you? 25 seconds? No, I did and you were like, what? What? I, <laughs> I literally didn't say anything. You were over there screaming with your face. <laughs> I was trying Just tell the audience. <laughs> okay. Share with the class. <laughs> Alright, so this person I... <laughs> I was with someone for like couple years mm -hmm. on and off and the last time they were like pretty hurt about it mm -hmm. and they became obsessed with that person's childhood best friend mm. like out, greedy for them mm -hmm. mm. out of the need Mm. to be with them sexually so that you could feel like you got the last word <laughs> but like the last like not like the last word but like the last you know the fact that you're under move. explaining means that your Gemini son is not in control of this moment I right now so <laughs> I don't know who's telling this story I, from I'm your body so uncomfortable and I know that if we called one of my best friends, mm -hmm. that she would possibly confirm within an instant how greedy, obsessive I was with trying to make this happen. Weird. Do you want to ask me if I made it happen? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Good. Like, ask you about what? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, this person that I know mm -hmm. was really upset that someone broke the up with them. You know, the 
relationship kind of just ended for real, for real. Okay. But I was just not a happy place or person in my early that 20s. That that had happened, yeah. No. And my friends are like, this person's early 20s. <laughs> and I was also like really horny for people, so. Yeah. I mean, this person was. <laughs> <laughs> It's so easy to so, over identify like, with other yeah, people's stories. I'm a Gemini, I'm mutable. You know, like I just become the person I become I'm talking about. I become the stories, yeah. yeah. So, um, and yeah, I, I had to work really hard because I don't think they had to work really hard because I don't think they really wanted the, that person. So you became um, greedy for sex from someone. Yeah, out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That sounds like another deadly sin mixed with it. You were a cocktail. <laughs> I drove three and a half drove hours. All night yes, I did. Good, nice. To you. I'm crazy. <laughs> I drove three and a half hours to wildly inappropriately hook up with somebody for like a day and a half, and then drove three and a half hours home. I've literally and driven three and a half hours for penis, also. Yeah. But it, who hasn't? No, but this one felt wicked. I mean, Imogen like, doesn't I have a car. Knew... Maybe she hasn't done that. Yeah. Well, she she took the tube for three and a half the hours. <laughs> <laughs> she also met her husband when she was like 14. She so met her like... husband when she was literally 11. I know, right? So, what's that like, Imogen? What are, do we have any other European listeners Cheer. that have ridden the tube for three and a half hours? <laughs> no, but this one felt super, super, I knew what I was doing. Okay. And I was like, if this ever gets back to this person, so it, it's, it's going to so be like... Armageddon. I feel like he knew it was betrayal of his mm. childhood best friend to do this, and he did That is so evil. I, I love I it. I literally feel like he almost, almost, almost didn't want to, but I just... It's I, the forbidden fruit. I'm just so hard to resist. <laughs> you cannot resist the forbidden fruit, and that that is God's honest truth. Honestly, that's not a cute story, and I'm making fun of it, but, like, I'm not super proud of that moment. I know it sounds like I am. Uh, I'm I, not, but I would say that that obsession with making that happen was extremely greedy, and I was thinking of nobody else's feelings, including his, uh, but my own, and my own, like, Oh, need man. for vengeance of some I sort. I just don't understand how any person out there could not have a story like that. Maybe not that one. <laughs> but a story like it. It's funny that you're talking about this because in the case of greed, early negative experiences in childhood... <laughs> <laughs> My friend! Early negative experiences typically consist of insufficient or inadequate nurturing. I gotta go. Enough. Oh gosh, okay. All infants are born with a natural desire for love, nurture, care, attention, and interaction. Mm. In some cases, however, the source of such things, notably the caregiver, may be absent or unavailable. Perhaps not all of the time, but enough for the infant to experience the lack. Enough for the child to become terrified of never getting enough of what he or she needs. So this is this author's Interpretation, interpretation of where insane greediness might come from in people. Might, yeah. So I don't have any psychological data to back this up, but it does sound like that could, it be, could be true. Probably, uh, probable. The situation could be natural and unavoidable, like the untimely death of a parent or living through a uh, time of famine. Alternatively, the situation <laughs> could be. <laughs> Those depression babies out here for greed. So, like all chi features, greed involves the following components. One through five. And I thought we could pull cards for these five components. Okay. And just kind of go through them and see what the hell's going on. Sure. So here's component one. Okay. Early negative experiences mm -hmm. in childhood. That experience to your concept of greed. Hmm. And I want to pull a card and see what early negative childhood experience I had. You're really trying to get me to expose some you shit I ain't trying to talk about You definitely about don't have to do the first one. We can do the second one, which is much more up your, uh, your alley. How about I'll just... If I can think of something that doesn't feel like incriminating to people of my yes, family absolutely. Past, what early negative... I'm not out here trying to... Get I a am. Get a defamation lawsuit. I am. Although I would... I would kill. <laughs> your Honor. Objection. Oh, I go. Leading. The Four of Wands. <gasps> Weird. What kind of celebration was not a celebration what for you? What kind of 
Oh, you know what? Mm. The wrong things were celebrated in my early childhood. Like what? Um, things that were celebrated would have been things like the fact that Skylar's so great at keeping everything to himself. <gasps> he never bothers other people. And so now Ooh, I'm greedy for, for other you. people's so sorry. approval. So I'm greedy for other people to think of me in certain ways. Yeah. Because the wrong things early on were celebrated. Whoa, mm. that was really therapeutic. I what did that. you get? <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, repeat the question so I can make sure I word it correctly? What early negative experiences contributed to your modern now experience of greed? <laughs> I hate this so much. Um, I got the Two of Swords. Hmm. Um, I love this. This does definitely feel like it's pulling a little bit on the uh, divorce of my parents. Oh yeah. In the like the conflicting um, need to please both of my parents at the same time, uh, particularly when they were in their transition of like finding their own places. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, at one point my mom lived in the basement and my dad you know was going to keep the original house she was going to move out and get her own place and you know i've briefly mentioned before like there were like a couple christmases and or at least one christmas or other holidays where um we would go downstairs and have part of christmas with mom and then come upstairs and have part of christmas with dad but That's like kind of a two of swords moment quite literally it is um but like i think my mom tried to make it feel as normal as possible and my mm. dad just sat on the couch and wept the entire time. Like, wept. And so, I think, think as a kid, like, I, I know that they were just doing the best that they could. And I really don't blame them for that. In that particular situation, there's other things that I have a problem with. Yeah. Um, but that particular situation is what I thought of because it was the mental... What did it make you greedy for? It, I'm getting there, I guess. I'm trying to like figure out how to put it in words. Um, it made me feel like you have to be two different types, greedy for two. It made me greedy for everyone's like pleasure is not the right word. Like it was, um, it felt like very conflicting to be able to communicate and have to switch very quickly between different energies of people. And my brother and I both are just people pleasers. Uh, I know it doesn't seem like that because I've worked really hard. I've worked really hard to balance that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would think that like <clears throat> kind of conflicting the greed to have everyone just be like not at odds, not coming from two sides. You know, like having there be peace and balance and not like a differencing of opinion, not having like arguments and things like that. Um, that's how I could probably more, I don't know. I'll let you unpack that. Here's the second one. I love that. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think people pleasing, probably. So this is the second component of greed. Mm. Misconceptions about the nature of reality, mm -hmm. of yourself, of life, mm. and of others. Okay. So just a fundamental misconception you have that lends itself to greediness. Mm. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. You know, I love this. <laughs> this is so fun. I just really love unpacking things on the podcast. I think it's so fun. Yes, yeah, so fun. I mean, I'm just trying to be mindful Oops. of people that I oh God. no longer speak to. The Five of Swords. Oh, <laughs> love that for you. That's like an argumentative one, right? Yeah. It's like very gloaty and like, um, I call it my like Christmas story card because the character on it looks like the evil kid from the Christmas yeah. story that's like, what are you gonna cry, baby? You gonna cry? Yeah, and he's like, like holding the swords and the other guys are crying. Because in this art, I was like blanking for a second. I was like, wait, what is the Five of Swords? Yeah. It's, it's a hard man. when you look at other cards and you're like, wait, what? I can't think of it in my head. I don't know what I'm shuffling for. I forgot what it is. Misconception about reality. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light card pull. So, you know what? I do think wow. this one is quite literal wow. for me. Okay. I literally do not mm -hmm. perceive the effect that I actually have on other people. <gasps> Whoa. 
I love that. Like, I do not perceive that um, just because I'm feeling some type of way mm -hmm. does not mean that there is, like, an actual fundamental different experience going on in someone else. I liked... It's the Virgo in me. Mm -hmm. I just usually assume that I am correct. <clears throat> yeah. And just that... That very rarely fundamental true. misconception. <laughs> like my fundamental misconception yeah. is that I fund fundamentally misconcept other people. Thought <laughs> 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 oh, you could. I love that period. Well, I have to pee. I'm gonna pause. Okay. Okay, I'm back. You got the wheel of fortune. What yeah. fundamental misconception about the universe might lend itself to greediness in your life? Hmm. <sighs> It's a big one. A lot of things. <laughs> Honestly, I, this just might not. This just brings me back to that memory, and I've said it before. Where like I wished for my parents to get a divorce. Maybe just remember, and I like believed that it was true. Mm -hmm. That like my power, that like, because wheel of fortune to me is coming up of like fate and um things that are predestined. I have an interpretation of this for you. Okay, please, because I don't really want to keep going. I think that for you, like mm -hmm. looking at you, looking at you get that card, mm -hmm. you think that when you make a decision about something, yeah. um, there's just no way to predict yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Even though they're clearly... <laughs> <laughs> I think this is like so You were like, I just had no idea that that could have even possibly happened. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in general or a specific situation? Oh gosh, I'm sure specific. I have no idea. Okay. That was just my, okay. it came to me. Let's go with that. I, I really love that. And I feel like it's like a slight drag, but I don't feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah, right? That one's more fun. Phoebe, that is your paw. Just please don't. Okay? Please don't do that. Okay. Three. She's looking at me like a teenager that's like, mom. Mom. God. This is the third component of greed. Okay. A constant... Greed. Fear and sense Ooh, of insecurity. So I want to see what sense of constant fear and constant sense of insecurity I have. <laughs> I could tell you. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need to draw a card. <laughs> My right ear is burning. Someone's talking about me. Burning or like ringing? It's burning. I can't remember. The right side is good things, right? I mean, for me, if it's burning, yeah. that typically is spirit. Oh, is and it? And if it's, for me, that's how I read. It doesn't have to be for you. Um, three cards fell out. Should I read them all together or just pick one? Just pick one. Okay. Who's got the time, you know? The time! The time! Who's got the time? Ooh, the Knight of Swords. <laughs> down. Constant sense of fear and sense of insecurity. You know what this really is, this Knight of Swords? Hmm. I'm absolutely petrified of bringing my own vision into the world. And so instead of me bringing myself out to people, I bring it in mm. and then hoard it for myself so that I don't ever have to go out and explain myself. See, I'm the opposite. I over explain myself. Over explain yourself and hoard. And hoard. <laughs> Purposefully. <laughs> no, um, I don't quite get that. So. Uh, a constant fear and like insecurity for me yeah. is even though we have this podcast where we, I put myself out there and like talk about things all the time. Yeah, but we don't actually think people listen. We don't I, I mean, we people, read the supporter well, list, but like quite literally no one listens. to yeah. <laughs> That's not true. But so it feels like that. I don't like when I have to go out there and deliver my true thoughts and opinions on things like i yeah i like reiterating things that i know other people already believe if that makes sense it's safe yeah it's like safe okay so i am afraid of I, I think basically i hoard sometimes knowledge of things oh my god you're so smart that it's you not even a smart thing hoard it's all like, your what's the point what's the point for instance yeah. of me reading all about a social justice issue yeah. and like really knowing my stuff about okay. it and refusing to engage with it in the real world mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How is that not something that I'm amassing to make myself feel better and then never putting that into play right. in the real world? Right. I feel like that could be the Knight of Swords. Mm. Okay. Misdelivery of something that you have to say. Mm, like gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping or and stuff like that. I mm. think that that makes sense for me. Okay. If we were really going there. <laughs> So this friend I know. <laughs> um, give me the prompt again, because I'm just my attention is a constant fear and sense of insecurity that I am never truly settled. <laughs> <laughs> I drew the Four of Swords, which is <laughs> how so is that a deep seated fear? That's just reality, right? <laughs> but like, it's a fear that like it is going to be one of the things like that, that like, literally killed me. Is like my I'm just constantly stimulated by everything that and it's purposeful and not pur purposeful that like I just feel like I'm never fully dressed without a smile. <laughs> no, I, that I it could I, contribute I, to those feelings of like want want have 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 like yeah I feel greed. like I'm greedy with my. I don't know my focus like I have none mm -hmm. <laughs> I just I'm also even greedy, when I, can be abstract yeah You're greedy you know you want something but you, don't, you want, don't know what it is I want to be this meditative guru on this card and there's been times where I've gotten close to feeling like I have some sort of substance of that in my life mm -hmm. but then I will just drown myself in stimuli of other well whatever you could consider stimuli i will like burn myself out on it every day without with con consciously and unconsciously and i don't know how else to say that i guess i think that was really well that makes spoken. sense i think that you would agree that i'm constantly doing something doing or taking in something or mm -hmm. whatever like i don't ever stop and even when I'm stopping or relaxing, I'm doing something else. It drives George bonkers. Oh, yeah. Because he's just not like that. No. But opposites attract. Opposites attract. But I do think it's funny that I drew the four swords, but anyway. So then I'll just say the fourth and fifth one so we can move on. Oh, why? So, Are we done? Uh, <clears throat> oh, no. I'll read the fourth okay. and fifth and we'll see if they're interesting. Okay. So the fourth component of greed is a maladaptive strategy to protect yourself. And I was mm. kind of having a difficult time seeing mm. how I could relate that to greediness. Okay. I can, because you made a comment earlier that was like, um, you know, if you were born in like famine or something. Mm. We talked before about my great uncle and my great aunt who were brother and sister and lived together and never moved out and whatever of their family mm. home until. Go ahead, mama. Get on up there. You can do it. Come on. Come on. I'll hold it. Good job. Um, so they were basically born they had like depression baby mentality mm -hmm. and so they hoarded things uh and when they moved out of that home that they grew up in and never moved out of like i've talked about in the basement there was like a bunch of things like typical you know, uh, depression baby mentality like they would stock up toilet papers and like racks and racks of like ragu and like all this stuff <laughs> like my my great aunt mary made her own pasta sauce like every fucking day but still just in case they had backup of everything everything down there so it was really wild to see their little stash and i think that that greed was a form of protecting themselves from feeling like they would never have enough so i do think people can be can do that with like money like greed with their money. Like a maladaptive strategy. A maladaptive strategy, but they might think it's like, well, what if I need it? Mm -hmm. But it gets too, too, to a point. The items own you. Yeah. And then you lose space in your own home. Right, right. It's not just like a protective thing. At some point it becomes. It controls you. Yeah, it's living your life for you. I don't know. That's That was my example. What oh, do that's think? a good one. No, I think that's a perfect example, honestly. Yeah. And quite literal, too. Yeah. And then five is a persona to hide all of the above <laughs> in adulthood. A persona to hide all of the above. 
So like, I guess it says the chief component of greed is a persona that you use. So I guess... Like a con artist? No, my interpretation of this was sometimes greed is filtered through your persona so mm. you don't have to actually experience the gross feeling of greediness. Mm, so okay. that actual greediness is filtered through something, uh, some persona of sorts. Okay. Someone who doesn't care, like doesn't give a fuck. Okay. I'll just take it. But they don't truly feel that way. Right. But there's that persona that everything's being filtered through. Me. Big mood. Yeah. Relatable. Well, there's some things I actually don't give a shit about, but that's good. Absolutely. Um, misconceptions. Mm -hmm. For such experiences of deprivation and lack, a child comes to perceive life as being unreliable and limited, but also containing the mis missing ingredient for happiness. These are some examples. My well-being depends on me getting all that I desire. Mm. Which isn't true. Your well-being doesn't depend on getting everything that you desire. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, but then you get stuck in the mindset of, if I don't have everything that I want, then there's no way I could be happy. Mm. Two, I cannot truly be myself, a whole person, until I get what has always been missing. And that one was like very oof, mm. you know? Yeah. I feel like, isn't that a common feeling? I can't really be me until whatever is missing I achieve. Then I can really be me. Mm. And I never really thought of that through the lens of greediness. Yeah. Doesn't it? There's like... I'm having trouble bringing them together, mm -hmm. but I see what's happening. Yeah. I see what this person is trying to say. Right. I'm not fully there yet, but I'm like, oh my God, that does make sense through a lens of greediness. Yeah. Of not allowing yourself to be who you want to be because you want more of something else. Three, uh, life is limited. There isn't enough for everyone. I miss out because other people are taking my share and getting what's mine. Ugh. Can't Oof. with those people. I can't. Oh, those are the people that just... It stresses me out sometimes when people are really in that mindset. However, the ultimate reality is, is that we are on an earth with finite resources. Mm. So I do get the concept of <clears throat> we can't all have certain things. Otherwise, like if every single person in the world consumed like Americans did, mm -hmm. there'd be nothing left. Seriously. So... Life, in that sense, is limited. So, I don't understand what the flip side is of that, though. How do we make people consume less? So, oh, God. but it, this is also true, though. Like, there really isn't enough for everyone, but with the uh, asterisk at current consumption levels. Right. So, this one's tough for me, because right. I have some opposing viewpoints of this. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. About, like, uh, I think... Uh, Overconsumption of things just doesn't make any sense to no, me. No, right. However, but then we still buy like we still buy things, <laughs> still buy cake cups or something. So instead of making like a pot of coffee, like. So I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that unlimited consumption isn't the answer either. Right, right, right. And then there's the last one. Once I have it all, I will never like anything ever again. Yeah. Which is a big mood, especially when you're little and praying. Like, I'll never pray for anything ag Just ever again. Just please make me rich. If you do this one thing for me, uh, uh -huh. that that mentality, apparently that is a, like a type of greed. Mm -hmm. Like that thing you would do yeah. anything for. Yeah. So over time, the growing child might also become cynical about what life has to offer. So then those desires turn into this, those ones we just talked about. Yeah. It turns into all I ever get are unsatisfactory substitutes. Like nothing's ever as good as I think it's going to be. Oh, yikes. I feel that way. Right? Isn't that kind I of sickly relatable? Yeah. And that, I don't love that. that is a, a mirror image of those greed things we were just talking about. Uh -huh. So when you feel like everything is an unsatisfactory substitute, mm. that's a type of greed. Mm. Like feeling like you deserve and need more. That makes so much sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. When I think about it through that lens, I'm like, oh my God, this really makes, this is adding a bunch of dimensions to greed that yeah. I hadn't considered before. For sure. I cannot trust anyone to give me what I need. Mm. This one yeah, has I, weird answers. I feel like I've always felt that way. Yeah, I, I just assumed everyone felt that way. But well, okay, apparently wait. some people have loving it's people in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like in early childhood <laughs> to give them positive experiences. <laughs> I love this. Um, 
<clears throat> I feel so extremely on either end of the coin on that. I expect everyone will give me what I want, and I also expect nobody to give me what I want. Yeah, I feel I that don't, too. Like, I have faith in people. This is my thought. to let me down and to like be there for me. I have faith that people know. will do as much as they can for me, and for me that has to be enough. We'll unpack that later. If I'm given a gift, there must be something wrong with it. Oh no, I'm not. not like I've that. never felt that. No. I've always thought like, oh wow, this gift is too good for me. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I would be the, well, not the opposite, but I would be more sort of where you're thinking. Um, like, oh my God, I don't deserve this. Everything falls short of my requirements. Yeah, but we're Virgos. But we're so. Virgos, so that is how you explain that. That's just that. kind of our curse. <laughs> Nothing will ever be as it needs to be, because there's so, a perfection that life cannot, like, raise itself to our standards. So here's some strategies, um, like the basic strategies for coping with that fear that we were just talking about. So the strategy is to acquire, possess, and hoard the needed thing. Typically, this involves obsessively seeking the chosen substitute for the original lack, compulsively acquiring it, hoarding it, preventing others from acquiring it, criticizing what is available in the hope of eliciting something better, and pl blaming others for failing to provide enough. So I guess sometimes... That was a lot. Okay, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. But I do think that's interesting. Preventing others from acquiring it. Like being so invested in something that you would potentially stop other people from trying to get it. Like even if you might even not want it yourself. You just like want it so that nobody no one else, else can, can have it. it. Ugh. And then here's the persona thing. I must have felt that at some point. I cannot think of a single example, but I'm sure that I've felt that. That just sounds... Yeah. Like something I have experienced, and for some reason I cannot... I mm -hmm. just blocked it out, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, don't we all feel like that sometimes? Like, let's say it's Etsy, and there's only one left of something. Yeah. You want it before someone else gets it. Hmm. I how is that how you different? tried to make that an example, but that I don't care that much about that particular situation. Me either. Like, I, like, I think that that's not an example, but I do mm -hmm. think psychologically, though, I have to get this before someone else gets it. You know? Oh, like a okay, okay, I get, I get it, I get it. I don't think it's quite there, but I do get it. I don't think it's supposed to be malicious. I think it literally is just telling you, hey, by the way, there's only one of this left. Which if makes, I don't get it, then which makes sense. But then on the flip side, you think if I don't get it, yeah, I'll never get it, and I can't have anyone else getting it because I sure. want it. Persona. Finally, emerging into adulthood, the chief feature of greed puts on a socially acceptable mask, which says to the world, I am not selfish, I am not greedy, I am not doing this for me, see how generous I am, see how my possessions make other people happy. In fact, the greedy person is never happy so long as the possibility of lack remains. So the mask of greed can also manifest as criticism of others' greed and criticisms of other people's selfishness. Well, that just sounds like, okay. Shadow pro projections. projections. Yeah, like. The chief feature thinks to itself, if it isn't socially acceptable to crave and grasp and hoard, I shall go around criticizing others who do that more obviously than me. That way people won't suspect how bad I really am. Then it goes into the how there is a survival instinct and greed and like being a gathering people early on, so some of it makes sense. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. If greed wasn't innately like something that is natural, I think, for people to experience even once in their life, it wouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know, wouldn't be from, I don't know. So here's the very last bit. How to handle greed, which I think would be a great way to finish oh, us off. That's great. So here's some suggestions in no particular order. Okay. One, understand that while greed is a compulsion, we all have free will, which is controversial. <laughs> you may, you have many- Which is controversial. Because some people believe in predestination and that everything you're ever going to do is predestined by Stoic. God. You have many choices available. Try to just, try not to justify or rationalize your actions by saying that you have no other choice. You do have other choices. It's just that you allow the intensity of need to make you feel like there are no other choices. Mm, okay. Which I thought was interesting. That's a really weird, uh, like, not weird, interesting way to, to, word, like, to word it. It is. And obviously there are things not being taken into account, but I do think the basic idea is interesting. Like if you had to summarize it, I think yeah. it's a good way to summarize it. Identify how the cycle of greed works within you, if you can. What um, brings about the cravings? 
How conscious the cravings. the cravings. How conscious are you of your options? How do you convince yourself and others that your compulsive striving isn't irrational? What happens when you actually achieve success? Um, each part of the cycle is a falsehood. Blah, 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 blah. Get a hold of the idea there is no such thing as enough. See if you can feel its presence in your own mind or some variation of it. Then affirm to yourself how illogical and destructive it is. <laughs> See if you can Yikes. decide for yourself what enough is. A specific level of income, for example. So I guess it's saying, like, well, what is enough to you? Like, what are you greedy about? And yeah. then, like, instead of... Unlimited things, just say, well, what would make you happy? And then see how unrealistic that is, basically. I think the problem with that is that it, like, greed in a certain topic mm -hmm. means that it's always evolving. So, like, right now, let's say someone's greedy about making over three figures. Mm -hmm. um, so they're greedy to get it. You say right now what would make, like, what what would be enough and they're like okay enough would be to make at least three figures mm, for like six figures or six figures for <laughs> i was like wow we're really shooting low <laughs> um make six figures for at least one year like just do it once right so they do that and then they're like oh i but i can do it though so like I would obviously my goal is now like now that I know that I can do it is to maintain it. Mm -hmm. So like I would really like to maintain this for you know forever if I can. And they go oh, okay, you're getting a little greedy here. Do you really need six figures for you know for the rest of the time you're gonna work? Mm -hmm. Like what's really realistic? And you're like okay. So like how about I just like you know try to work to keep this for like the next five years? That way I'll pay off this or be able to do this or that. And then five years in, now you're making, you know, maybe, maybe you made yourself to seven figures. I'm like, okay, you've, you've made this for five years. You're feeling a little greedy. You know, it's, it's like, it's it, because it's like s slowly over time transforms as the greed mm -hmm. kind of morphs with you and your life experience. So it's not, it is a good suggestion. Although I think like moment yeah. to moment, it can really shift depending on the situation that you're in. Because we've also done, um, we've done a few episodes on the psychological fact that rich people do not become happier. Oh, we have. And I've really liked mm -hmm. those episodes. And the fact that rich people um, become like 100% of the time become worse people. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I totally understand. I mean, they might be happy, <clears throat> but they're not nice. They're not nice. And the happiness goes away. Yeah, it's not, yeah, and for then, sure. So instead of giving your attention to things you want but don't have, be mindful to take real pleasure in what you do have, which is kind of difficult to do sometimes when you're bored with your stuff. In yeah. other words, don't just tick the boxes for the things you've acquired, then focus on what's next, but relish in the things that you already have with gusto. You know, shop your own collection. If you have a private swimming pool, love swimming in that pool. Like, which is such great advice. I've never understood people that have a pool in their backyard and don't use it every day. I know. Wouldn't, if I had a pool, Our friends. I would love that pool every day. Yeah. There'd be no moment where I was, ugh, Our I wish my pool was Our friends just moved into a house with a pool and <clears throat> they really, really do. They love that pool. They really love that pool. They use it, ev like, if not every day, then they really try. And uh, amazing. Yeah. And I think that that is like a remedy for greed is to truly love what you have. And they were greedy about the house that they picked because that was the one thing that they wanted. They wanted a pool. Um, and they weren't going to settle. I mean, they gave themselves because they weren't finding the right house. They gave themselves like a time limit on, you know, finding a house and being like, okay, if we just can't find the right house with the right pool, then like... Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll find some sort of compromise or something, but they really didn't want to, but they did. Cause they were like, okay, maybe we can't be this greedy about a pool. Maybe it just isn't in the cards for us, but then it happened for them. And so I think that they were like, okay, this was what we wanted. Like, we're going to have to make sure we really use it now. And we had so many really nice pool parties this summer. And like, I know for a fact that like our friend Amanda She's talked about, like, how she just loves going out there and cleaning the fucking thing. It's like, she'll talk on oh, the yeah. phone or do her thing and just, like, be out there, like, straining her pool. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, and I'm like, good for you. Sometimes greed is worth it. They mm -hmm. were greedy about what they wanted and they made it happen. And now they're trying to, like, 
enjoy their greedy uh, choices. <laughs> and I really, I, I love that for them. I wish them but nothing but greedy uh, happiness. Same here. Because they work hard and they deserve it. We also have to address our underlying dread. Okay. <laughs> right. So see a therapist if necessary. Oh or God. just try some introspection. <laughs> you don't need a therapist, just think <clears throat> inward. See if you can identify the lack or whatever it is that you fear so terribly. Naming things is empowering. Find the association between this anxiety and your greed type actions. Know that you have the choice not to act on the fear. You may also be able to shed a realistic light on the fear so that it diminishes. I used to crave food because I got so little. Now I can afford to feed myself. I know that I'm not going to starve to death, so there's no need to hoard. <laughs> Bring the light of conscious awareness and choice to your inner drives and conflict. Um, <laughs> so acknowledge your lack? I think uh, essentially address the underlying dread. Okay. I think that uh, that sense like of a dread, shadow. That okay. sense of dread is okay. ultimately, I, in my experience, is what fuels greed. Mm. That dread of missing something or that dread of right. death or whatever it is. Dread. Yeah. The, the dread of dread. The dread of dread. What are you dreading? Let's pull a card. What am I dreading? Ugh, work. Are you? I mean, doesn't everyone dread going to work? No. I guess you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, another day. Let's see, what am I dreading? The Knight of Cups. Your true <coughs> feelings. <clears throat> My emotional feelings. <laughs> <laughs> She's our biological nephew. What are you dreading? You know, I, sometimes, you know. Sometimes you just sometimes don't need you, to say sometimes it. Sometimes you just don't even need to say it. What are you dreading? <laughs> um, I got the three of wands. I am dreading the possibility of having to not live in the same house again. Doesn't that, that that's feel a like big what that is? Three of Wands energy. I know that this is not our forever house. And so I don't know when the time is going to come where we will have to leave this and what the next move is. Um and so the unknown of that I am dreading. I oh, yeah. know that it will be okay. Um but the instability of moving sucks. It's not even that. It's just like I've literally not felt like I've had a stable living situation since I was 13 years old. Mm. So, I mean, I. Yeah. So I feel like I will always have this feeling. And I really hope that that's not true. But I just. I feel like uh, there's a lot of dread there. <laughs> that's so great. I. Cannot even. I. I really. I really think I've moved over thirty times in my life. Oh yeah, I feel like I've done my fair share of moving. You've moved a lot, mm. mostly with me. Mm -hmm. And before that, in my early twenties, I was moving apartments like every three months because I was renting strangers' rooms. Were you? I was literally moving every three months. Mm. I just had like a suitcase and my blow-up mattress. I've told you about the time I rented that place for a few months with the guys on Craigslist and I... And the, in the basement, basement flooded twice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I would have told you that. Yeah, I used yeah. to just rent rooms from strangers like you did. And then once that ended, because a lot of times those leases are just for three months. Okay. In Texas, at least, for whatever reason. They kind yeah. of line up with the um, I mean, that's kind of nice that you semesters. knew, though. Oh, yeah, you usually knew. That's cool, because you can plan a little better for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's better, actually. I just, I feel like maybe, like, knowing, I don't know. Yeah, it was really great. Especially because I didn't have a car, so I'd have to go on the bus. <laughs> like, you just, like, bring all your stuff in a suitcase yeah, on the bus? Yeah, bring all my stuff on a suitcase on the bus. Okay. That explains why you keep minimal things. Yeah. Oh, it took a lot of unlearning to accumulate some stuff this past year. Yeah, you have accumulated a lot. And I think that's okay. Oh, yeah. It feels way better having stuff. I don't think we're going to be moving across country for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, we might move, but it's not going to be across country. You just never know. You just really, you never know Guam. what somebody's going through. You know what I mean? Thank you to our supporters. Thank you to our little suitcases. Our little travel tickets. Oh, the wheels on our bus. These are the people that go round and round. That help us go round and round. That literally feel sick listening to this. Yeah. Thank you. Julie C, Anna M, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca P K, Teresa D, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Jesse D, and David B. The little wheels on the bus go round and round of this podcast because of people like you. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and clicking on the support button. It would mean a whole lot. You can support us for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, or if you're crazy, girl, crazy, you could do nine dollars $10 a month, $10 a month. There's a couple people that do that. And you know what? Our Those favorite. are the real MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, Those, are the you. The Those are the brakes on the bus. Those are the people that get oil changes. Those the are the bus. shocks and struts <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Speaking of Which, and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Great. Was this one heavy? This is a little heavy. <laughs> okay, but me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>